Ahoy, mates, and welcome into today's show. I'm so glad that you are here, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube. Thanks for being here. The whole reason we do this show is one, for me to feel good, and two, for you, I guess. Yeah, 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 for you too. So if you do enjoy today's show, there's a couple things you can always do. Hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening, whether on YouTube or your podcast app. And theme for today, share this with somebody. If you've liked past shows or if you like today's show, share it with somebody who you think may enjoy it. We will love you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Enjoy today's show. What's up? <laughs> welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Allison Lynnae Sullivan. Allison, welcome back at your Hi, grand Taylor return. Hi, Taylor Schroll. I know I've missed you. You've had so a little. many grand returns. You missed me a little. A little. Okay. I missed, <laughs> I missed you a lot. I had to hang out with Edmund Mitchell instead of you because. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your, your, fa- your kid got the vid and then we your family got did. the vid. We did. It was like dominoes. You got the vid, right? I did. You're a survivor. You're not going to give up. I am a survivor. I might write one of those little books. I, you know, it's annoying because I would have a good day and then a bad day and then a good day and then a bad day. So you would think, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then the next day you're like, all I want to do is lock myself in this cold, dark room and sleep my life away. Well, so I'm glad that you with COVID has a better life than me without COVID. Because I have yeah, like good that- day, bad day, bad day, bad day, <laughs> bad day, good day, bad day, bad day. Well, you would just think it was over and then COVID would be like, not so fast. So the fatigue was what really got me. Well, I'm glad you're back. You, you were like, yeah, I can't come over because you didn't want to give me the vid. I didn't. And then uh, we had to reschedule this one because I, I got sick. I didn't have the vid. But, you know, my my, my normal, like, uh, I have bad allergies. I'm allergic to everything inside and outside. Yeah. So uh, yeah. on Friday, like, when we were going to record, uh, I could have done it. But then I got steroids on Friday and then kicked in. And now I feel great. I have heard fabulous <laughs> things about steroids. <laughs> but I've heard gets- that, like, if one person in the partnership gets steroids then the other person should get them too because otherwise you're just like all the emotions all the um just heightened i don't know awarenesses and like activity levels then it should be equal you should be equally yoked on steroids are you saying you should be on steroids or my wife should be on steroids? i was i was picturing sam yes <laughs> okay. but maybe you could slip me one okay. i don't know we'll see well, that's illegal uh, so let's let's not do that yeah um Oh, ironically enough, we just got a message from Edmund Mitchell. Who, oh, like, just well, right now, hi who, there. Who replaced you when you couldn't show up the other day. Love him, by um, the way. He's the greatest. He's all right. I mean, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, so here's how I wanted to Don't fire me, but I I mean, it was a good oh, choice. It was a good solid no, choice. No, no, no. I will not fire. But it was really nice to to like call him, be like, hey, can you do this? And then ironically, like, you know, you had the vid and then everything, yeah. like ice storm. That that week was terrible. It was crazy. And I blame you for getting COVID <laughs> because everything would have been done. Right. <laughs> Yes. All your fault. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, whether you're listening on the podcast or on the radio or on YouTube, uh, welcome in. We are glad that you're here. Uh, to never miss a show, make sure that you subscribe to Forte Catholic on YouTube and or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I wanted to start with this. We're going to start very light and then get really heavy. Okay. Uh, which is what I did over a 12 year span, but we're going to do it in about 12 minutes. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> St. Catherine of Siena, great saint. Tremendous quote. And just I just want I just want people to know like the headspace that I'm in. And if you've been listening the last few weeks, you kind of know. But uh, this great, great quote. I've heard it so many times before and I heard it so differently this past week. Mm, I love when that happens. Of Siena 
Well, you might not love it after mm. the way. But yeah, right. I always thought about it the holy way, and now I'll show you how I think about it. Now. Okay, but when things hit you different, I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here for that. Well, good. Because God's is. always doing new things. Okay, go ahead. He is. Sorry, I'm not, but he is. Uh, so God is closer to us than uh, than water is to a fish. And the first thing that I thought whenever I heard this this time was like fish out of water is such a common phrase. Mm. And all I thought about was like dead fish inside the freezer at Kroger. So like, yeah, you know, God's closer to us than water to a fish. But all the fish, almost all the fish I've ever seen were not touching water. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So that's how close I feel to God right now. Mm. Like a dead fish in a freezer. Wow. Which I guess you could be like, well, it's ice and that's water. It's like, I don't know. Do you want to know what image came to my mind? <laughs> I don't, this is so funny to like share your immediate thoughts like on YouTube. But I was picturing like a flopping fish on a hot sidewalk. So, gosh, so, we're in a bad place, I am Taylor. Dead spiritually, you're in the process of dying. <laughs> yes. I've got some life in me yet. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, fish out of water is kind of the, the idea of like, you know, you feel like you're kind of in a weird spot. And here's where we start to get a little serious. So, uh, I was in a very weird spot a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and I uh, it's one of the craziest moments of my life, mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to talk about it. And one, I was kind of just waiting on you to talk about it. So again, mm -hmm. I blame you for getting COVID. Sure. But this actually happened, uh, like, literally the street behind your house. Like, you live in a nice neighborhood. You, you're, you're doing great for yourself. You got a bunch of lovely kids. Your husband's a doctor. Like, y'all live in a nice place. And uh, I was at a the basketball game for the, the Catholic school that I coach at, the Catholic school I've been working with for forever, and I'm leaving the basketball game. And so it's like 8.30 at night, somewhere around there. So I drive out right in your neighborhood. I take a right by your house and another friend of ours' house, and then I take a left. And there's kind of like, it's not like a main street, but it's like the main. No, yeah. Like, it's like neighborhood, neighborhood, and it's the street that runs between the neighborhoods to, for sure. to the main street in our town. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm driving by, and just like always, I'm listening to like, podcast like in my car you know like phones connected to like the car radio listen to podcasts and i see like this big dude probably around my size and this like really small girl but like they're like somewhere probably a little bit younger than me like i can tell just by looking at him like you know maybe late teens early 20s both of them big dude little woman you know 19 years old something like that and i'm driving by and i see and they're, they're like I mean, it's like people are driving by. It's not like we're in the neighborhood. Sure. It's just one car every now and then. It's yeah. like dri cars driving by and I'm one of those cars. And I look over and I can't tell like what's going on. Like the, 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 he's kind of like hugging her. Mm -hmm. So like the dude's hugging her. He's got like his, his arms around her and they're kind of like swaying back and forth. So I'm like, they're either being like super cute, you know, like a lot of times, especially like I'm a lot bigger than my wife, you know, you'll hug and kind of move around and then yeah. kiss and then move on with your day. Right. Uh, and that's how babies are made. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All together. But uh, I couldn't tell. Like, is this like a cute situation? Uh -huh. Or like, is he actually like holding her? Something made you take a second right. look. So I wasn't sure. And I'm like, well, what do I do? You know, like, it's 8 o'clock, 8.30 at night. My kids are probably going to sleep. Like, I want to I want to tell my kids good night. And I help my wife get the kids to sleep. But something just kind of, it was just weird. It was just kind of strange. So I like... I go down like two blocks and I'm thinking all this stuff and I'm like, okay, I, I turn back around, like just like in the street. It's 8.30. I mean, there's cars going by, but not a ton. So I went back around and like, they're not hugging anymore, but I, he's like holding on to her wrists, which is like not cute. You know what I mean? Like hugging yeah. can be a cute thing. Like, yeah. Grabbing onto somebody's wrists. It's like either a really serious moment, like 
you have, you we're, know, you're yeah. really sick. You have COVID. You know, like your doctor. Yeah, like we're communicating about something deep or right. I don't know. Or yeah. it's like controlling. Like, yeah, like handcuffs are like I, that's kind of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like it's kind of I'm glad I turned around. So I went so I pass by, I see that the second time, and this time I just kinda like whip around the street, like right in front of where this is happening, right? So they're like in the middle of two blocks. I whip around like at the one block and I stop like at the corner. I roll down my window and I'm just like, hey, are y'all okay? I'm loud. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. they, heard, they both heard me. They both look at me. And the girl kind of looks at me, and the guy's like, Yeah, we're okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ma'am, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she looks at me, she doesn't answer for a while. And then she's mm-hmm. like, uh, she starts, you, you know how you can like, you could tell somebody's like, they're not crying, but like when they talk, mm-hmm. like crying starts to come out, right? Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'm fine. But it was like in like a crying voice. So I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I, but she not said she's that. okay. Yeah. So then it's weird. Like, do I stay in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she said she was okay. So like my thought is like, okay, I'm just going to drive to the next street and just like get out of my car and just kind of watch what's going on. But as I make that decision, like I start rolling up my window and I start driving away. She like gets up and sprints to my car. Oh god! And like gets oh, in sweetie. like the driver's seat. Yeah, I mean just crazy. Gets in the driver's seat. The guy's following her, and he's like, you know, kind of towering over the car. I mean, I got this little Prius, you know, like he's towering over the car, kind of towering over her, and he's like saying, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? Where are you going? All this stuff. And she like right when she gets in the car, like she slams the door, and I just just take off. Oh it, my you gosh! Know, as fast as my little Prius can go, and. She's just cr- bawling. Oh my point, gosh. Right? And I'm just like, man, like, I'm glad I stopped, you know? So we're. I have chills. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I, I got. Me too. <laughs> it's not just my sunburn I got from me. I, ma- I actually matched the wall today, my red background <laughs> and my red skin. But, um, sorry, Washington football team. That's a joke for eight of you. So, like, cr- one of the craziest moments of my life because we're, dr- we're driving and she's telling me this story. You know, she's crying for a while. And, like, I don't know where I'm taking her you know like I, I was like yeah i'm like do i take her home do i take her to the police station like, I, I don't know but at this point she's crying i just drive i'm just driving away that you know, stay, like down that main road and she finally kind of gets she just she just says thank you over and over again i'm like okay something was wrong right and she, she was she ends up telling me like in in our drive you know uh, she, uh she's like i was like where am i taking you she's like home i was like does he know where you live and she says no i said okay i'll take you home so it was a Tinder date. It was the first time she's ever done Tinder. She met oh this my guy gosh. online. Uh, they met at uh, like the Chicken Express, like a local chicken place uh, right there by your neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially what this is, this is all the story that I'm getting while I'm driving her to her house. They met there in public. He was nice. You know, they're having a good dinner. And he's like, well, my house is just like, you know, walking distance, like a block away. You want to come over? Like all my, all my like uh, roommates are there with like their girlfriends or friends or whatever. And she's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, there's people there. And then she gets there and the roommates pretty much immediately leave. And he starts making moves on her and she doesn't want to. And then he starts restraining her and like not letting her leave. And that's when she like, I mean, she's, you know, she she says she feels uncomfortable, tries to leave. He doesn't let her leave. Uh, So she finally gets out of the house and gets to the street like she was smart she got to like a public more public place yeah and that's where i found this whole situation goodness and i mean essentially she was like he was gonna take advantage of me right and it was just it's scary 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 for her and just kind of crazy that i just happened to go on it and like so i drive her home i drop her i'm like call you know she has a roommate she calls a roommate roommate's not home so she's freaking out and so i'm just Mm. call your roommate ask her to come home 
I gave her my card. Like, if you want to you know, report this, she's like, she said, yeah, there's a way in an app to report stuff like that. Um, I was like, if you want to call the cops, like I was a witness, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I can say the parts that I saw, mm -hmm. gave her my, gave her my number. And she's like, can I hug you? I'm like, sure. <laughs> gave her a hug and then just like walked away and just like, I drove away. Wow. She walked away and like, that was it, you know? Gosh, and it's amazing. It's just kind of, it was just kind of crazy. So that's the story. <laughs> I have so many stories like that. I feel like situations really? like this find me. Um, I, I mean, I could, I, I literally have five off the top of my head, but one of the things, a lot of them. Well, not a lot. I mean, that makes it sound like there's more than there actually are. But two of them in particular were relationships that were not just an encounter. Like it sounds like, like this was a bad encounter that you happened upon, right? right. Two of the things that I have encountered have been longstanding relationships where it's like you can tell that this is a pattern. But we drove up and he, he, I could tell they were fighting. They were walking along the side of the road. I could tell they were fighting, but he ran up to her and like, um, pulled her hair. And so, and so at first Seth and I were watching and then it was like, you know, pulling over to go intervene. And so and these are people you knew. No, oh, okay. no, they're strangers walking along the side of the road. But the most heartbreaking thing to me was, cause I'm saying, get in our car, you know, sweetie, get in our car. And he's like, you know, he's yelling and angry. And, and I remember saying, see, she's afraid of you, but I'm not. So, you know, and because there's this this moment of like control, like you were in control. You were behind the steering wheel. This vulnerable person needed your um, really uh, uh, clarity of mind. Like in when you're in that situation and I have another story where I was in the situation where I, I could not think I cannot make decisions right now. I cannot think. And so you need the other person to help you think clearly. It's I'm sure that there's like a lot of science going on about, you know, fight or flight and we're concentrating on breathing instead of like higher functioning decision making, you know? So I was trying to make decisions for her, like get in the car, you be quiet. I'm not afraid of you. She is, you know, we'll deal with you in a second, but let's get her in the car and out of harm's way. So anyways, um, the scariest moment where I was on the re receiving end of this. Okay. So I think this is a story worth telling. So if it's too long, I don't, I'll, I'll try to make it quick, but Seth and I were on our way home from church. We're in our neighborhood, in our neighborhood. So and like, you know, last few years, so yes, same, same kind of, yes, area. yes. And I'm watching this couple walk down the street and something just like what you're saying, which I think is probably the lesson here. Something is making me study them and I can't put my finger. I don't know why I'm studying them, but I'm studying them because nothing was unusual yet. Um, but she was walking ahead of him. He was behind her and I was like, babe, and point directing Seth's attention to it. And he's kind of hugging her from behind. And then she breaks loose and kind of starts running and he starts running after her. And, and my mind went, uh oh, oh, they're playing. Oh, no. Like there was, right. you know, it was like these series of events. And it was very clear that they were in a, like this physical altercation. So Seth immediately turns and I tell her, I said, get in the car. He's behind. And he, it all happened really fast, but he comes storming up. He's got his hands in the, in the pockets of his sweatshirt. He comes storming up and he's like, y'all need to leave us alone. And there was, so, I, there's, in, there's so much intuition involved and like gut. I knew he was dangerous. I can't explain it. I knew normally where I was putting my finger in the other guy's face saying, I'm not afraid of you. This was not that. 
I knew there was something in my spirit that knew to be afraid. And so I'm on the phone with 911. Seth is rolling up a window. Seth feels it too. And so we had decided to make the block. We're going to make the block. Okay. And so, um, as and then the and the cops show everything we live right near a police station so everything happened really fast but we had our eyes on her the whole time but we knew not to get out of the car etc okay 3 years later 2 years later we're having a lot of work done on our our home and so um it was a big project in the backyard we're doing a lot of renovation type stuff um there were people around all of the time of course you know Seth and I love company. And so we're getting to know them. I mean, it's the same guys at our house all the time. I remember like during that time, I would show up to your house just to like say hi or whatever. Yeah. And I would park in your driveway and immediately it was like I was attracting your workers <laughs> right. like i literally would park and get out of yeah. my car and they're like hey can you move your car i'm like where did all three of these yes. working things right 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so but you know like i was bringing them lunch i mean we just got to know them really well because it was a big project and so one day um i had come home from something and only one worker was there he was waiting on the rest of the crew to get there so i'm like hey you know come on in i mean i know them and um all of the sudden something clicked. He's, he's showing me his phone and he had just gotten back from an appointment with his girlfriend. They had seen an ultrasound of their new baby. Yeah. So he's showing me that and he's beaming. I mean, it was just really sweet. It was this really sweet moment. So he's showing me pictures and all I, I guess I didn't know anything about his family life or that he had a girlfriend or whatever, but there was something about something happened in my brain when he said, yeah, my girlfriend. And I went click. I said, can I see a picture of your girlfriend? So he shows me a picture of his girlfriend. And I'm like, you're the guy. Oh, you're wow. the guy. And that's the girl. Really? I broke up a fight with you. I know that you're violent. I was afraid of you in that moment. And you are standing in my home. It's just the two of us. And so you said that or you realize? No, I'm oh, realizing like, this. No, that? I'm realizing <laughs> this. But I am just trying right. to decide what to do. I don't feel afraid in this moment. We just oohed and awed over a right. picture of this he baby, right? No, 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 no. He has no clue. I say, come Holy Spirit. And I decide this is this was my decision. I said, Do you remember me? And he's looking at me, looking me up and down. He's, you can see him going through this little Rolodex. And he's like, no. And I'm like, I tell him. And I said, I feel really bad. I, you know, I, I, I called the cop. Well, I didn't say I feel really bad because I don't. But I said, I called the cops on you. And, and he like starts putting things together. He looks out in the driveway and looks at my car, which is really distinctive, you know, blue, you know. And so he's like, he's just, whoa. He was like, oh, my gosh. I remember that car. I remember... I, Oh my gosh. And so I'm just waiting for this response. And so he's like, and again, I don't feel afraid. Into again, intuition, like I'm good. And he says, you know what? I'm really glad that you did. I'm glad that you called the cops. We had a really great time. Like the cop that showed up was actually really cool. And he said, and this is a really neat marker for me to look back on. That was two years ago. And to look at all of the progress that I've made since then, like we're in a wonderful relationship. We're expecting a baby. I have steady work. Like things are good. I mean, this is, this is wowing. Like this was like overwhelming to him that, you know, just to see the marker. Great. Like I hug him. I mean, you know, it was just this really great moment. So the other workers end up showing up. He's outside. Um, I go back into my room. I'm I'm getting the baby down for a nap, I guess. I think I was laying down with the baby to try to get the baby to go to sleep. Um, 
And then all of a sudden he's standing in my room. Wait, really? He's standing in my oh room. My God. And so I come out of the room really quick to let him know, like, you're not welcome in here, you know? And so I'm like, what's up? And he goes, do you have anything for a headache? And I'm, and it was like, and he steps towards the door to like, get me back into my, where it would be. Right. Right. And so instinctively I know don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I walk out into the kitchen and, um, anyways, the whole, the rest of it is, is, was just terrifying moments for me of being like trapped in my kitchen, blocked in my kitchen. The other workers are only feet away and I'm trying to figure out a way to get outside, but it requires getting physically past him. And I'm too afraid of him to get close to him. It was horrifying. My brain isn't working. What I did and the way that I got out of it is my phone was on the counter. I faked a phone call, which I I don't, I mean, there was nothing. I, I picked up a phone and went, hello, and pretended like I was talking to someone. And there was something about having a prop in my hand that made me able to get around him. Um, but he was talking about my body. He was telling me um, to show him upstairs. It was it was horrifying. Mm. And um, just that vulnerability, the vulnerability of that moment has made me so sensitive and grateful, like I could cry, to people like you that are aware and looking and ultimately trusting their gut to say something just isn't right. I mean, how I, I talk about this with my kids all the time. It doesn't matter if you're wrong because, it, because what are we afraid of? Like being rude to someone? That's okay. We can be rude. If you are uncomfortable, say something. You don't owe anybody anything. You do not owe anyone your politeness, you know, and when it comes to your discomfort, trust your gut. So anyways, I was able to get past him and get into the other, by the other workers and then call my husband who was at the health department, which is literally a minute and a half away. Yeah. And Seth was home in 90 seconds. And so that's terrifying. It was terrifying. That's terrifying. And, and I think the thing that adds with your story, is like your kids there, you know? Yeah. So like, you can't just, yeah. like, like the, the girl that I helped, like she, she was just, literally it was all about her getting, getting herself yeah. safe. Yeah. But then like, if you just run, then your kids and like, it's just terrifying. Um, and I think both, both of your stories, kind of emphasize the two points like the two not, not even like the two points i wanted to make on the show because i wasn't even sure if i was going to talk about this until, yeah like i kind of thought about it yeah and, like, i knew that you had kind of already heard the story through the you know i told two people and you yeah. heard it through one of those two so i was like okay um like with your first story and kind of how my story started it was just like i think there's three big takeaways one i think is really obvious like and i and, and <laughs> i think it's so obvious that i have to say it anyway but I don't think anybody listening to the show, like if you're a dude, don't be a jerk. Right. Yeah, um, right. And, and I think jerk is way too, it's way too soft of a term, but I can't, yeah, I can't say how I actually feel. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and the, the, the second, the second part is j- just what you were saying. It's like, I, just like you, you and your husband were in the car. It's like, I didn't, I'm always in my own world when I'm driving. Like I'm, I'm sure, yeah. 98% of the time. God I ordained leave, all that. I yeah. leave where I was and I'm at home yeah. and I have no idea how anything right. happened. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm thinking like all this stuff and it was, a, everything was the same and I'm looking at this situation and I just, and I just see it and it was just like, I could go home or I could turn around and worst case scenario, I just waste two minutes of my life because they're, you know, yeah. out by the time I find yeah. them or whatever. Right. But there's risk because what if, I mean, what if, he was dangerous, not just to her, but to you too. Right. I mean, you know, there's risk involved. Right. And so, right. 
<sighs> I mean, I you you could have just as easily and more say I I don't know. I guess I guess yeah, when I think about the vulnerability of what it's like to walk around as a woman, you know, um, there were, I said something to Seth the other day that was like, oh, I would never do that. And he was like, I've never thought of that. I can't remember what it was. I I didn't know we were going to talk about this or I would have been a little bit more prepared, but like just the things that women have to ask themselves, you know, I mean, even just something as simple as I don't walk with earbuds in, you know, (laughs) or just one, I just have one in. Yeah. And, so. and, and, I, and I think you and I talked about that about a year and a half ago when I started walking around the neighborhood. It's like I have like noise canceling in the whole time. And I think like and, and like that's that's the reason I wanted to talk to a woman about this. Because yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, scenarios and how we have to, to to look at the world and how we have to like t- kind of take care of ourselves. And like that was the, the second biggest point as I'm sitting in the car with this young lady. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm driving home and like mm-hmm. when I'm driving home, it's like the one time I don't have a podcast on. I'm just mm-hmm. like sitting with what happened mm-hmm. and all I can think about was my female friends and and ironically enough like the the young ladies like young younger than me but like dating age yeah so like the high school kids kids that i work with to like the people who i know are 24 25 that listen to the show that are mm-hmm. on twitter like yeah. all, all the people that are, yeah. that are that are that are single and dating and especially during the last year and a half like we're all desperate for uh, sure friendship yes and, and i know a lot of people are you know I, I remember not being married like i remember sure desperately wanting to be with a girl and like sure I, I and the biggest thing i was sitting with coming home obviously this dude shouldn't have done what he did but the biggest thing i was sitting with was there are people in the world like this yeah uh, you know, the stats are ridiculous for how many yeah women are have been assaulted have been assaulted and 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 I know people who have, and I hear stories more and more all the time. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing for me is just like, <laughs> there's not always going to be somebody there. Yeah. And just just to be safe, like this young lady, if, if you meet somebody online and you go meet at Chicken Express and have a nice meal, yeah, that's great. You're in public. Yeah. There's other people around. Like that next step of going to their house on a first date, like sure. just the biggest thing was just just be careful please sure to, to young ladies especially um your lives are so much different than mine yeah and and i i have no you know i i, I have an idea because i have a wife and i've worked with young ladies for forever but i don't have any idea at the same time right, right. and i i just don't want anybody to put like put themselves in this situation right, right. not that it's the woman's fault that's not what i'm trying to say no but yeah. it's no like, i it's, hear you it's like so like for me i think the one thing that's similar is like when i was dating people in college it was even with me it's like if i'm going to put myself in a position where i'm alone with this girl mm-hmm. i would do i would want to do or do much more than i would if other people were around sure right yeah and i so but even then, like I'm the biggest person in the room almost any time I walk into the room. Yeah. Um, but for so like it, the same thing that was true for me of I need to be safe and not be alone with my girlfriend is a thousand times more for the ladies because right. in most situations. But I think that's a perfect example of what you just said because and I'm going to exaggerate it and you know which is that okay ladies be safe is in tandem with men be gentlemen right. you know so so ladies be safe and there's this meme going around that was like i don't know you know hey if someone's drunk t- this it was um like preventative tips like preventive tips for not being raped hey if someone's drunk don't rape them 
Um, if you see someone walking by themselves, leave them alone, you know? And so it was like, it was this meme that was like, you think is going to be intended for women, like how to stay safe. And then it's kind of a spoof on, hey guys, don't be inappropriate. Don't be violent. Don't be disrespectful. Right. So, um, yeah, I, but, but yeah, but staying safe because I think that a lot of the practices that we're using to meet people and be in relationships don't set us up for, you know, we have to, I think that, you know, normal practices, normal dating scenarios were primarily in public. And now it's like, well, with COVID and quarantine, like things have changed, you know, we're, we're, it is more private. And so new sets of rules, I guess. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah. Keep yourselves in situations where, where you're safe and the other people in the room are safe. Um, and then, and then like that, the next thing is just, if, if something feels off, um, it's so much better to be kind of ashamed because you were wrong and you were like, Hey, is everything okay? Right. And kissing and, and sure. Fine. Then to not say anything. Well, there's even still nobility in that. I mean, I was in a car with a boyfriend in a parking lot and a police officer knocked on the window and was like, is everything okay in here? And the, my friend spoke up and he was, the police officer was definitely waiting to hear from me. Right. right you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, that's it is what it is. And I know it's kind of a hard topic, kind of hard topic to start with. Um, but I was glad I was able to talk with you yeah. about it. Um, Thanks and, for stepping in, Taylor. Yeah, I, I'm just it, it just the whole thing just makes me so sad that, mm-hmm. yeah, that this stuff happens way more than it should. So mm-hmm. that it is what it is. Um, Alice and I will be right back. We're going to uh, lighten up the mood just a little <laughs> bit. We're going to uh, get back to uh, Allison loves not being prepared. So we're going to play our new pod decks game where we're both interviewed by a deck of cards. Don't yeah. And I got nary a note on for this episode. Uh, on purpose. We'll be right back. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes on Forte Catholic's YouTube channel. So this is something that a lot of you guys know if you've been listening to the show for the last year. We started promoting right at the beginning of January 2020. And for a while, it was just a a feat to get this show onto YouTube. But now, not only do we have full-length shows of the show that you are watching or listening to right now, but we have so much other stuff going on. We just finished our Catholic Comedian series with three great Catholic comedians. uh, Jeremy, I almost said Jeremy Studebaker. I'm getting them mixed up. David Studebaker, Jeremy McClellan, Aaron Weber. Uh, We re-released the interviews with those guys just to kind of uplift us in this still kind of crazy time. Uh, You can check that out there. One of the funniest videos I've ever made, The Roast of Father Anthony Sharapa, our lovely and friendly priest who I uh, went to his, like, uh, online mass and he uh messed up mass literally from the first thing so funny you can check that out there um i've also been releasing some music here recently every friday that's also on youtube so all these great videos and more i hope that you uh will enjoy them at youtube.com slash forte catholic hit that subscribe button hit the old bell ding and you'll be happy for the rest of your day no promises for tomorrow back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Sullivan. And we just saw this thing the other day. 
that four years ago was the first time that you were on the show. Right. And it was, it was this video of us in, in the in the radio station studio. <laughs> rec- and, and I have my notes for our interview, and it's uh-huh. two sentences. Uh-huh. And this was back in the day where like you were like, I'm not a talky-talk person. I'm a writer. So you like wrote mm-hmm. out like 19 pages of mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. And I've complimented. You've come so far to where you're so much more comfortable Oh, fine, but I still don't think it's better. Like I would still be, I would still rather be well spoken than spontaneous. I don't value spontaneity. Okay, Taylor. Well, here's the thing: is you the reason you don't? I, I have argued this with you. From my perspective, the reason you don't like it is because you think you're not good at it and you're tremendous at it. That's very nice of you, but I feel like you just want me to get rid of my notes so that you can more easily humiliate me. (laughs) It just makes me feel better about myself and that a little bit of that too. So we're going to do the spontaneity game. Perfect. Uh, These are our pod deck cards. Uh, We played this a few weeks ago for the first time with Father Anthony Sharapa. And the funny thing about this game for me is you have now gotten used to the spontaneity and not knowing what's coming. I'm just doing it your way. But but he, I still don't prefer it. But here's the thing about this game. Okay. That it evens the playing field. Because as much as it often doesn't look like, I'm always in 100% control of the show. Unless Edmund's co-hosting. Every other time, <laughs> even with Liv. Like, the joke is that I can't control Liv. I, I, pulling the strings. I, I know exactly what's going on at all times. Uh-huh. The funny thing about this game is it's called Pod Decks. It's like supposed to be for like people who are just starting out interviewing that have never done interviews, like not for somebody who's done 220 interviews. Sure, with, sure, sure. You know, yeah. Oscar winners. And but it's it's like I don't realize that I have to answer the questions too. Just uh-huh. like in my mind. Like when I did this with Father yeah. Andrew the other day, he answered the question. He's like, What about you? I was like, What do you mean, what about me? <laughs> I have to right. answer. Right. Yes. So I asked the questions around here. So we are both being interviewed by pieces of paper. That's Perfect. what this segment is. All right, fine. Um, these are this is our pod decks. Our first question is What do you value most in your friends? Ooh. Um, loyalty. I that loyalty, this loyalty, is a, loyalty. a quick answer for me. I would never when you think about being in middle school and leaving the lunch table and wondering what they're saying now that you're gone i will never live that way ever ever again i'm glad if i have to worry behind your <laughs> if i have to worry about you talking about me like they're they're that's not love i'm out yeah peace out for me it's it's a, it's similar but a little different so mine's consistency mm. which i mean consistency in mm-hmm. things like loyalty that are like but for me it's like the people that I'm friends with are the people who um, they're the same person all the time. Right? Yeah. Uh, because I've had friends that aren't my friends anymore. Yeah. That it was just like, you're this person this day. Right. And, this person this day, and, this and not just like my, my friends who I'm consistent with, like I am their friend when they are angry. When they yeah. Are that doesn't mean moody. Them. But it, yeah, Moody's yeah, yeah, exactly. different than, yeah. I'm super moody. You know? <laughs> like, I, I'm all happy. Because at first I was like, oh geez. But no, yeah. yeah but, I see but, the difference. But it's just like, you know, when somebody reacts com- three different ways yeah. three times over the course of three months, yep. where I'm frustrated. Yeah. And they're really nice one time and dismissive the other time and a jerk the other time. I'm just like, then I'm not going to talk to you about it because I have no idea. There's nothing to rely on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of words for that. Consistency, loyalty, reliability. Right. I think consistency is the big thing because like that's where like my friends who I've stayed friends with for a long time are yeah. very consistent and the ones that have kind of fallen away. Yeah. I just never it's know interesting. So someone, I was having a conversation with someone and they were like, what's a deal breaker for you in friendship? And I was like, competition. I hate it. Like I just can't, it makes me crazy. And, um, and so, or no, 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 I don't, I don't Hold on. So 
she, I said, she, maybe she answered first. And she was like, honesty, if you lie to me, I'm out. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You can totally lie to me. <laughs> because I like some, there might be a reason for it. Like I just, it's fine. Like I, I, that's just not a big deal to me. But if you talk about me behind my back, like then you don't like me. Even you don't true, love me. I think Allison's great at being spontaneous. <laughs> How dare you say that behind my back? You were loyal in the moment because you were like taking up for me. See, you can lie. It's fine. <laughs> That's good because I'm really good at lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. I have to be the best looking bald person in the room, which is why I'm no longer friends with your husband. Oh, wow. On. Nice. Um, I'll which, relay that. Oh, <laughs> we're gosh. not going to do this one. This is going to get in trouble. Which, I'm glad living, you... which living person do you most despise? Oh. <laughs> we're not doing that one. I don't uh, even know. You can answer in the comments. Oh, uh, What yes, characteristic I do are you most known for? Ooh. <gasps> I think you should answer this. Don't you think? Well, yeah, let's answer for each other. Okay. I, I, and I think... I don't know. Similar to us talking about the spontaneity thing. Okay. I think you are much better known at, as a tremendous speaker mm-hmm. than writer. And I think, you know, you, 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 I, 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 yeah, I, when we met and when you first started coming on the show, you were like, I am a writer who might sometimes talk about my writing. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I, and I think um, it's kind of one of those things that like I've talked about it before where it's like here locally, most people know me as a singer more than a speaker mm-hmm. or a radio host right. or a podcaster. Right, right, right. right. And that's most of what I'm doing. Yeah, right. But then online, nobody knows that I sing, right? Yeah. And, and I think for you, like, people love uh, a lot of the same ideas that you use to be a good writer. Yeah. You're now just sharing them speaking. I think you're so much more well-known for being a tremendous speaker than anything else. I think we're having a very, granted, stereo, stereotypical gender difference in how we approached this question. So w- read it again. Uh, what characteristic are you most known for? Okay, so you were like, took that to something that we do, like these things that we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... What do you do for a living? Yeah, and I took this to the place of like qualities, like, uh, you know, oh, like trade. Sure. No, yeah, yeah. not that. <laughs> See, right there. Again, you go physical. I'm like thinking emotionally, like I get comments a lot about how brave I am because... And it doesn't ever feel brave at the time. It just feel I, it, um, I wouldn't do it if it if I were afraid of it. <laughs> but I, and then I get afraid later. I'm like, oh yeah, I did do that. That was, you know, almost said something. Um, anyways, but I so I think people will comment on that a lot. Um, and so, but then I was thinking about, and I don't again, like I said, I don't feel brave. If I felt afraid, I wouldn't do it. I think I'm just misguided. But yours, I think, is. Um, Honesty. Like you are going to tell it like it is. You are going to just said I'm good at lying. You're going to say what you think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny. Um, You're going to say what you think and you're not really going to like tailor it <laughs> Um, for whoever's listening. Like you're going to you're going to be true to yourself and say the thing. So. I thought it was my eyes. <laughs> Um, now now we're getting into the way that I answered the question anyway okay but now you're gonna answer for you what do you consider your greatest achievement Mm. now we're now it's like actual things that you have done Mm -hmm. um what first like popped into my head is my kids I feel like they are so amazing despite me 
You know, like I, I feel like I've done despite you, (laughs) (laughs) despite like there are so many like inventive ways that I um have, uh, I don't know, just had potential to harm their little selves of steam and like just despite me, they are the most incredible, most delightful people. It's amazing. I think everybody is screaming at their radios or YouTube right now that it's 100% my wife. <laughs> Your greatest achievement. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you look at me and you look at her. I'm like, amening. The only, I'm amening the people who are yelling. The only people that kind of get it are the people that knew the two of us like when we started dating because we both looked amazing. Uh, that has changed uh, drastically. Uh, <laughs> I think y'all are both adorable. I do. If if you think my wife and I, if you put us in the same adorable category, that's the meanest thing you ever said about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I guess I, I because I've seen pictures of you young, like you look like that to me. Like, I, I mean, I well, good. Yeah. because you didn't see me like that. So I'm glad you see me like that. That's tremendous. I, I think I, I think I've answered a question similar to this before. Like, it's it's my wife. But the thing that I always think about mm-hmm. is because to it, for me, that's super important. Mm-hmm. But half the more than half the world gets married, so that's right, like, right, super right. special. Sure, sure, sure. For yeah. me, it's like singing a, singing a solo in Carnegie Hall. Ooh, I think I might have yeah. answered this question with yeah. Father Anthony a few weeks ago, but it's just like not many people have done that. And like walking those halls and seeing so cool the Beatles and like on the walls in there and seeing so the greatest cool. musicians in the world. And then like Taylor also sang a song. Yeah, like yeah. Which one of these is not like the other? You know? you know, it's interesting to answer that question because you you think naturally of what required the most of you. Like th- what an accomplishment that was that required a lot of me and I did it. So I think about a book, like having written a book was, right. was a lot. But also adopting a baby like that, <laughs> that does not. Um, my my strengths are not tied up in what it took to do that. So it was it was incredibly taxing. And like, here he is, you know, like that was a really big deal. I thought about your adopted baby the other day for a strange reason. OK, I got my beard trimmed and I was like, that baby is not going to be able to pull my beard. as easily. <laughs> <laughs> he loves men with facial hair. He's like, yeah, get my hands in it. It's funny. You and I were at uh, the St. Joseph's basketball game. Ironically enough, two days after yeah. the last segment story. And he was sitting like four people away from me. Uh-huh. And I would look at him every now and then. And like he was just staring. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. My eyes. I uh-huh. could tell that he was uh-huh. staring. He's like two inches below. Get my me eyes. to that burly <laughs> man. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I need that lap. All right. We've got one more. <laughs> OK. We've got one more. OK. And, uh, <laughs> I think your answer is none. I think that's what your answer is going to be. Okay. But what is your favorite gadget? Oh, God. My coffee maker? I mean, honestly. You have a fancy one? Like you have like a Keurig or something? No, it's just the only one I don't despise. Because it's super old school? Like, do you. No, you because. Your house old school on purpose? Shush. Yes. Listen, I would really just rather be Amish. I would rather churn butter. I don't value spontaneity or efficiency. <laughs> need things to go fast in the my two life things that define my life <laughs> let's totally. get this done and totally. prepare let's okay but this. this is a good question for you my i think my favorite gadget i mean it has to be it has to be my phone uh because i literally do everything sure mm-hmm. everything on it mm-hmm. like it's crazy like i, I look at it and, and i'm like even on the times where i'm like you know you, this might blow your mind you know how like your phone tells you how much you're on your phone a day? Uh, uh-huh. 
I'm interested. What? What? Is no, yours? never. I will never divulge that ever. I think you might after I tell you mine. Go. I average on a good week seven, on a bad week nine a day. Mm-hmm. Is that good for you? Close to yours. <laughs> <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> is it really more? No. I didn't think so. It's not. I think it'd be like two or three for you because you're like a responsible adult. Two or three hours? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of you. No, it's more. I think it, okay. I I forgot about you being a TikTok star. Maybe it's more now because of TikTok. Before TikTok, I think it was like an hour a day. Mm. Like, but even on the days, like when I'm like, like one Lent, I was like, I'm not going to play games on my phone. Yeah. It was still six and a half hours because I'm talking the phone, right. I'm texting, sure. I'm emailing, and I'm sure. like dealing with all my clients yes. and all this stuff. Like everything's on my phone. Yeah. Um. So that's it for me. So, uh, you answered your coffee maker. I answered phone. One is a lot more. Direct- I would grab my coffee maker in a fire, for sure. You're a strange human being. We'll be right back. <laughs> it is the Lenten season, and that means on Fridays we don't eat meat and we pray the stations of the cross. If you'd like to pray the stations of the cross with us here at Forte Catholic, boy, that we have a deal for you. It is free, and you have to give us nothing. And also, it costs zero pennies. That means it's free. So uh, the Stations of the Cross that my friend and I wrote back in college, they are available in text. They're available in a video where Father Anthony and I pray them together and also in audio form right here on this podcast. You can find all of this at ForteCatholic.com slash blog slash cross. Now, I know that's a lot, but you people know how to Google. So just Google Forte Catholic Stations of the Cross. You'll find it. Pray along with us. You can do it on your own time and kind of by yourself at your own pace through the text version and just read it there on the website. Or you can listen on the go uh, on the podcast or sit down and, and pray with us here on YouTube. Uh, so again, find the Stations of the Cross at ForteCatholic.com slash blog slash cross. And again, I know that's way too many letters and words. Google it or it's uh, linked down in the show notes. Enjoy it. back to Forte Catholic. I'm Allison Sullivan. That's Taylor Stroll. And don't you dare. <laughs> Taylor is a girl's name. We've all decided this and I'm Really? Yeah, I'm very feminine. Oh. Tr- tremendously feminine. Mm. Okay, so uh one thing that we were going to talk about the last time you were on the show cuz usually it's once a month, yeah. but then the covid happened yeah. and then the previous time we had so much to talk about cuz like right. another one of those things that like a lot of times I take notes how I prepare for the show. Yeah. I take notes throughout the week and then usually that's just what I'm going to talk about that week. Mm-hmm. But every now and then I get something like gaming or or music, I'm going to talk to John. If it's something yeah, PC, right. I'm going to talk to to Anthony. If it's if it's something like I just kind of sometimes it's matched to certain people mm-hmm. and I have to like wait a month I, there's one topic we've been waiting two and a half months to talk about mm. because we were going to talk about it two and a half months ago. We didn't have time. And then last month we we're going to talk about it and you didn't. Well, the other um, thing that happens is that life events happen. Like, you know, you can have a snow apocalypse. And so we need to discuss that. Right. So then <laughs> things get pushed back. But yeah, exactly. it would be funny to talk about the snow apocalypse like today. <laughs> when it was, you know, old news. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a virus <laughs> that just started. Okay. So <laughs> uh, you wanted to talk about a transition in parenting because right. you mentioned, you mentioned TikTok. Uh, Literally every time you speak, every other sentence. Oh my gosh, that was the rudest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) And your son, it's weird. Like for he, he's on like the junior high, high school campus that I work. And I'm like, like, you're a you're a child. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. So you're you know, so you were talking about this transitioning and parenting because you got this big old Catholic mom then now. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So you're like a parent of like a young, like a young, a, like not young adult, yeah. like a teenager now. I mean, that has opinions and can hurt your feelings. You know? <laughs> we all see it on TikTok. Yeah. So my mom always said, it's funny because I don't remember why I thought that it would be good to discuss this, but um, ain't nothing. Um, my mom always said that, you know, raising little people was, it was so physical. I mean, you know, like just putting them into the car is an Olympic event that I am terrible at by the way it's like not you, to you have a very low idea of what olympic athletes do no, oh my gosh are you kidding me and it's 102 degrees and i think the heat index index makes it like i don't know whatever so it's just hard right but and not to mention like not getting sleep and are you even feeding yourself if it's not the crusts of the sandwiches that you've cut off and it's just this physical thing and my mom always said you know Right now, you're really using your body, but eventually you're going to get to use your brain. And I think it's interesting to me to look at motherhood. And But my mom told me 20 years ago, and she's still waiting. <laughs> to get to use her brain. <laughs> Is she still hiking you up on her hip, Taylor? I don't think so. So anyways, I just um, am at this place now where it's true. Like I am very much using all of my life experience and my interpersonal skills and and excellence even to really kind of help this young adult you know like you just said and it is completely different I much prefer it I mean I've always said that the stage of parenting that I'm in is the one that I really like the best and because our family's bigger um I'm in a couple of different stages at the same time but I really really am enjoying this shift it's like he's working through some hard friendship things or he's um, you know, just really having to push through adversity in new ways. And I love the counseling aspect of parenting right now. It's really fun. It's interesting because I think I think just <laughs> for the first time in your life in over a decade, you have something like new going on at your house. Right. right? Because it was like for a long time you had a baby. Yeah. And you, like the first time you have a baby, you have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the, and then you have a toddler and a baby. Right. And you're like, okay, I kind of get this baby thing. Yeah. But I don't understand this toddler thing. Yeah. And then you got a lot of babies and a lot of toddlers. And right. you're like, I understand toddler and baby yep. and kind of like young kid. Mm-hmm. And But this is your, now you have right. toddlers, babies, young kids, and this young adult. And you're like, something this is yes. exciting. Yes, know? exactly. <laughs> Thanks for that affirmation and validation. Yeah. So uh, the thing for me that has been interesting, because I don't have a young adult, but I, I have like my first, like, like Chris's turn turns eight really soon. And I think the biggest like realization that I had recently was like, I still kind of see him as like a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it was through a friend, Dave Neeson, who's been on the show before. You know, tremendous guy. Uh, youth, youth minister, his son, I think is five or six years old. Mm-hmm. He's like a two-ish years younger than my son. And he texted me, me, he texted me and John Blevins the other day, uh, was like a video that he made of his son playing Fortnite. And his son got like 14 kills in a Fortnite game. <laughs> when, which is just crazy. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. But six months ago, my son tried playing Mario, which is not as difficult as yeah. trying to shoot someone as someone shooting you, like in like a cartoon Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. But like Mario, you run to the right and jump over stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not super complicated. And my son tried it and just failed. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, he's seven, two years older than this than this yeah. other kid. And so like I was like, I don't think you're ready for this. You know, I, I, like we had bought games, we've been playing games together for years. Yeah. 
but I, like the transition of like, I was like, oh, like I was six, seven, eight when mm, I got my first Yeah, system, it's time. And or- I enjoyed the failing. And I don't think I remembered how mm-hmm. bad I was at video games because I'm tremendous now. Right. right? So, right. but I was like, I like, I have such fond memories at six, seven, eight. I don't know, not, not specific, but I just remember loving yeah. playing Mario. Yeah. And then, so I finally just, I, I was like, I just need to re-download the game. And so I yeah. got yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. I I was working I, ed, editing podcasts and stuff. I yeah, I was working on Sunday. Send me to hell, whatever. So uh, my my son's over there playing the game. I downloaded it for him. And he played for like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I went and checked on him. You know, it'd be like, okay, go read a book or whatever. He was on the second level. He had beaten one level <gasps> in two and a half hours. Which, like, if I was sitting there, I would have Oh my gosh. Crazy, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> but he had so much fun. Grinning mm-hmm, from ear to ear. Yeah. And like, you know, he went from six months ago. not being, He couldn't get more than 10 seconds at each level before mm-hmm. dying. And now he's beaten a level and almost beaten a second one. And I'm like... I think for me, it's like, I, I think I was kind of holding him back a little bit. Yeah, right. As yeah. he's getting older. Yeah. So that was kind yeah. of like a transition for Panty for me uh, here recently. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting because I, the new term isn't helicopter mom. It's lawnmower mom, which is going before them and making sure everything's clear and out of the way, like clearing their path, you know? So I think that it's letting them kind of have some trouble. Like, no, I'm not going to fix this for you. You know, very intentionally not going ahead of them. So I don't know. There's something about what you were just saying about let, let him, let him struggle with it. Let him, let him fail. And I'm, and I'm experiencing that as well with whether it's relationships or even schoolwork. Like there was, he was in a a basketball game and he went flying and when he landed, which is fine and normal, but like he got tripped and like went flying, except when he landed, there was this thunk and it was his head against the wooden gym floor and my, right. And my instinct, I left my feet. Like I, my instinct and there was a a, sh- a hand on my shoulder to sit me back down and a stranger in my ear going mom it's junior high now you know and she was right like that would be that's that would have been awesome. it was <laughs> awesome isn't it great and the thing is is i would have i would have sat myself down it was just my instinct to leave my feet when i heard his head hit the ground but anyways same same like i'm not going to do that for you in school anymore either you know like if i'm going to sit my butt down in bleachers and let you, you know, figure this out on a basketball court. I'm not going to do it in the classroom. So anyways, there is a lot of adversity and there is a lot of struggle and we are coming up against, you know, some, some arguments or whatever, but it's, it's good. It's for the best. Well, that's why I just became a coach so that I can actually have an active role in still yelling at them. Absolutely. Perfect. And And I'm relying on you to make sure he doesn't have a concussion. So (laughs) it is really funny. Like dealing with with parents, like when they have that thing, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, your kid's going to be fine. It's fine. Like, it's it'll be okay. Fine. Like, I, you know, and like I've been around sports long enough to know like that's an injury. Yeah, right. Like, of course. Y'all need to take him. You know, yeah. Like, there's yeah. A it's time to go. Uh, so uh, the other thing that was pretty funny is <laughs> this last week. I don't know if you saw it, but I posted this thing from like two years ago. And the story behind it, I didn't share the story behind it. It was just a picture, like a drawn picture of me. Like it was this it was this project i'm kind of giving away the lead now but it was this project that i did at this like at this catholic conference where i was speaking at and it was for like junior high kids so like i had them like draw themselves and like what patron saint would they be kind of like the idea of like you know you could be a saint too yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's good so you know what would you be this patron saint other than kind of like include that into a drawing of yourself well i did it too to, like i'm i can't write legibly nevertheless draw myself so i shared this picture again the other day and like everybody in my dms were like responding or commenting and they were like oh like your daughter thinking like my six-year-old drew that 
<laughs> or thinking that like the three-year-old drew that and they're like they were really like that's really good and i'm like no that was like 29 year old <laughs> taylor drawing that and like my my five-year-old six-year-old i don't know she's five or six she is better at drawing two years ago than i am right yeah. now mm-hmm. uh so that that's just been kind of fun too is just like my, my, like to see their strengths that I, my six-year-old is better at something uh, yeah than I right am. right well yeah amelia's smarter than all of us and which is i'm glad about but i just wish I, we wouldn't have figured it out in the second grade you know like that would have been nice which by the way she's the one that can draw you so well i sent you that oh. remember oh yeah you did you did well our, our kids uh continue to uh impress us allison kind of impressed me today i didn't impress myself at all nary a note i say nary i will be back next week see ya What a voice crack. I made it all the way to the end of the show. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Just now? Oh, no, it's good. Okay, I gotta go. Yeah, that was good.